Here we go. We're live. Can you guys see yourselves? Yes, sir. I can see myself. There you go. Fantastic. My there. favorite view. <laughs> hey, do we have anybody on there? Who do we got? We got, we got everybody in here. We got everybody? Robert. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. We're not talking. All right. Hello and welcome back, guys. This is the start of a very special edition of David's Vegas podcast. I have my guest here, uh, Mr. Brian Stanton, and you are, who are you with? I'm the Vice President of Casino Operations at the Strat for Golden Entertainment. Yes, fantastic. So, uh, by the way, I'm going to introduce a little bit of kind of how we met. Uh, you have known Alex for quite a while. Yeah, since, uh, 10, 12 years, something like that. Since your days at the Win. Correct. At the Win. So, uh, Alex, of course, as many of you know, used to be a dealer at the Win. Uh, he has a long storied career at the Win, dealing high limit. Many stories are on our channel, of course. And so I originally met you at the Sahara, and uh, we worked together. Of course, we have a dealer school, and we needed our dealers to get jobs, and we came and met you, and you helped us facilitate that, you know, moving dealers over there. So that was fantastic. Okay, so we have a few questions, because uh, this is the first time we've had, you know, someone big in the business, and uh, we're going we're gonna to collect your questions. So any of you big, can have... Like I'm six four, you are, two forty. You are tall like too. Yeah. Big important. Big, uh, you got to clarify. Big important. Big. We we've had UNLV, so we've had uh, you know we had Scott Morrow. He's he's, he's more important than I. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Scott, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk to Scott later. Scott's out there somewhere. He's <laughs> hi Scott. Hi Karen. How you doing, guys? Um, oh yeah. So in, just in terms of like you know on the totem pole of the whole casino business, and of course we are a casino channel, so. We would love, we're going to love hearing your insight. Uh, we've got a few topics, but first we're going to kind of get to know you a little bit. Sure. Um, you know, I've gotten to know you over the last couple of years, but uh, we're going to kind of, you know, introduce you to our audience. Okay. So uh, how did you get started in the gaming industry? Uh, you know, like anybody else, really by accident. I was in college, didn't know what I wanted to do, thought I wanted to be governor of Wisconsin. I was on my uh, way to law school, uh, just decided to take a semester yeah. off, and uh, my mm. parents are like, doesn't work like that. You go to school or you have a job. You don't just get to, you know, yeah. be a bum and go to the bar and take a semester off. So mm -hmm. just randomly, just to get my mom off my back, I said, hey, I'm going to go deal at the new tribal casino, Potawatomi, that's going to open up soon because there was a billboard. You know, we need okay. blackjack dealers. So the... Um, is that it? That is it. <laughs> it didn't look like that when I worked there. That hotel uh, is brand new. It was oh. When I worked there, it was a corrugated aluminum building with some slot machines and bingo, and then they just threw 25 tables in. Wow, just so all about the casino. All about so the casino. Then. That's all it was. And mm -hmm. I really just thought I was going to buy myself some time because I was mm -hmm. caddying at Whistling Straits, made good money so I could pay my own bills. Okay. And the very next day, I woke up hungover to my mom calling me saying, you have an interview with the, the director of table games at Potawatomi, Jack Simpson. And I'm like, who the hell do you know? Wow. And sure enough, you know, one of wow. her clients, a friend of hers, made a call and got me an interview, and I started dealing, and the rest is history. So how did you learn how to deal? Like, where you went to a school? No, so honestly, I learned how to deal. Uh, uh -huh. A friend in college, his dad was a, mm -hmm. a dealer in Atlantic City and started a party company. So I, I learned how to deal yeah. poker and, a, and some blackjack at these private events. Yes. And mm -hmm. then uh, Potawatomi hosted a dealing school okay. for all new hires. So they, okay. I was one of the few outside hires because they knew the dealing job was going to be a good paying job. Okay. So a lot of their security, bingo people Transferred. moved to dealers. Yeah, back of the house to front. Because dealing, you know, a great job. We, we do that a lot here. We had, like, uh, housekeeping, come to the school. They're at, they're at their one property. We've had a few pit clerks. They learn. They see the dealers, and they want to be dealers themselves. They become dealers. 
So yeah, so I knew that about the Casino Fun Night thing is fantastic because we we're Casino Quest is going to start to you know yeah. work with that as well. So it's a great way to see if you like uh, see if you like to deal yeah. or you like that environment. There's a lot of Casino Fun Night companies out there. Okay, so um, your first job is this one, correct? Uh, before well, before that you Casino Fun Night, and then yeah. but your first actual casino was here, and then um, okay, so you, you come to Vegas. And uh, so you so you ended up as a dealer here, or did I, so you... I started out as a dealer, yeah. and then after about eight months, I broke my ankle playing basketball, and I'm uh, like, all right, perfect transition. Uh, I'll go back to college. And mm-hmm. my boss is like, yeah, yeah, yeah go back to college. Mm-hmm. You know, casinos need lawyers too, but mm-hmm. uh, why don't you be a floor supervisor for us? Because the dealers were making so much money than the floor supervisors there, right. they couldn't get anybody to duel rate. Yeah. They're like, hey, put a cast on, we'll lean you against the podium, say yes, uh, go ahead, <laughs> we'll teach you the business. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of went that route. Mm-hmm. While okay. I was waiting for school to start, so I, I got promoted and promoted again and promoted again and wow, you know, just kind of followed that path. Okay, so at some point you decided to come to Vegas. Sure. I went to Florida uh, okay. for a brief stint in between because my bosses went down and okay. opened up a uh, the Ocean Jewel. Oh, there it and is. Then, we then, couldn't then, find then, we It's amazing that you found that picture. <laughs> really? Yeah. And there's no boat left, huh? The no boat's no boat left. So they bought a, you know, uh-huh. a seven-deck ship. It was a, uh-huh. a hospital ship in the Mediterranean, and they converted it uh-huh. into a casino. Uh-huh. Uh, basically, a bunch of rich guys are sitting on their yacht in St. Petersburg, Florida, okay. watching the cruise to nowheres, where you have to get on, yeah. cruise for two or three hours, get out to international waters, gamble yeah. for two or three, gamble, and come yeah. back. Yeah. And they had the idea to just shuttle people back and forth to it. I mean, so it was a floating casino in the Gulf of Mexico. That makes sense. I, I, I was involved in something like that a while back and uh, got offered a job just outside Japan at the time, I had some friends of mine ended up on like an oil, uh, some type of oil thing that they had converted, and they were bringing people out uh, on helicopters to play. You know, okay. they had to go to international waters, same yeah. thing. I mean, this takes place a lot of places, obviously, because, you know, the rules are different there. Yeah. But, uh, all right, so you come to Vegas, so you decide, so uh, so you come to Vegas, and where do you start at the Vegas, at Vegas? So I just, I got mm-hmm. in the car, I needed a job with health insurance to take care of my family. I'm like, I'm yep. just going to drive to Vegas, find a job. And while I was driving, I got mm-hmm. a call and, and got an offer to get an interview at the Win. So yeah. that was kind of what I was looking for. But when yeah. I got here, they weren't hiring. Uh-huh. And I had some friends that worked in the business, and they got me a job at the Rio. At the Rio. It's, of course, as uh, many of you know, I, I worked at the Rio. But you, you worked at the Rio kind of after I was there. So I worked at the Rio when the Marnells owned it. When it was good. And when it was good, <laughs> yes. At Toke Rate was phenomenal. I made like 75, 80 grand. I mean, it was like a 300 plus a day Toke job. It was one of the best jobs in town, comparable to what like a Cosmo is today. And, um, but it had, it had, you know, had a little few setbacks over, over the years. Uh, basically, they just took all the money out of it. They just didn't, you know, they just stopped investing. Okay, so then you get the call. I get the call. I'm at the Rio about eight weeks, I think, and yeah. I get the call right yep. before that yep. first Chinese New Year at Win in 2005. It is, I think, 2006. Okay. And hey, we need you to start. We're crazy, and I worked uh, 28 straight days and about 20 12-hour shifts to start wow. my career at the Win. Just straight on the floor. Now, was this when they were still you were Sherry Tokes when? No, you this, the this is before. Oh, this is before because because yeah. a lot of us have heard of the you know the lawsuit where the you know they wanted the win wanted some of the tokes to go to the supervisors he felt like the supervisors you know the the win dealers are making like incredible money which of course you know Alex was a win dealer he was we're all jealous of Alex's like you know reign in the uh the casino business okay so um so I guess we've already gone over. So when you went to the win, you're, you're no longer a dealer at this point. You're just Correct. straight no, I, supervisor. Yeah. I, I left uh, Milwaukee mm-hmm. as a, a pit manager, and then I was you know, an assistant shift down in Florida. 
And then when I came out here, I was a floor supervisor at the Rio and then a, a floor supervisor uh, at the Wynn okay. and got promoted into some backup roles there. Okay, so when we when I meet you at the Sahara, you're, you're director of table games? I was the casino manager casino at the time. Manager. And then I'm, I'm not sure where you fell in. I was, I was yeah. the acting VP for a little while at the Sahara towards the end. And the Sahara, and then the Strat calls you. Correct. I, you know, then, uh, there was an opportunity. The job yep. was open at Sahara. I, I didn't get it. They brought yep. in somebody else. So I yep. kind of put my name in the ring at a couple other places. Yep. And, and the Strat uh, gave me a great opportunity. You know, they, they yep. pitched me on the vision yep. of the rebrand, the remodel, and what Golden yep. wanted to do with it. And, yep. you know, to be able to put my stamp on something like that, you yep. know, really felt like it was a, a good opportunity. So, you know, it was interesting. I'm going to add this. I mean, you're going to like it when I get to the end. This isn't one of those. So when me and Alex, you know, we, we talked to, um, uh, you know, we had talked to Brian a lot. And we were, it was a lot of people that, that we knew who had heard about you moving to the Strat. Okay. And, you know, people have different opinions about the Strat over the years, of course. You know what I mean? Where it's located, you know, these kinds of things. And our thing was, me and Alex were like, well, the thing is, is someone like you can move the needle at the Strat. I mean, it's a game-changing type of thing. You know what I mean? It's like, so you end up at jobs. A lot of people take sort of the easier routes, the easier path. They look for, you know, let's say the win brings you back a casino manager, you know, or not nothing. We love the win. Of course. But but if you can move the needle at the Strat, I mean, that's like, you know, a big, you know what I mean? I mean, especially in this business, you know. So... I guess like so. So the next part of this, and I know I have some questions about like customer experiences, but so here, here's our our observation, and and um, it, it's been a tremendous sort of experience because we play there now. You know, you yeah. be, thanks to our relationship, you let us live play there, and everything that's been done. Um, you move the casino uh, in, in front of the escalators, which I mean, just seems like a no brainer because that's it was, where it originally was, is my understanding. Oh, really? After you know, Vegas World expanded in the Strat, my understanding yeah. is that was the original pit locations. Okay, but then you 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 lightened it up. Yeah. You sort of, I mean, it looks so much more modern. The colors are, are much more so. So you know, I mean, kudos to like everybody who played a role in sort of evolving that space because you go in there now and it, it just feels much more contemporary. Yeah. You know, it feels very energetic. You know what I mean? It used to be the lighting wasn't so good back in the day. It was a little depressing. All right, so so many years ago, I used to play at, um, at Resorts World, uh, or, you know, when, when Bob Stupak owned it. It was a very kind of gimmicky thing before it was converted to the stratosphere. And, um, you know, they, they originally had plans to make it higher. Really? And, uh, you know, 100 feet or so, another 100 feet. <clears throat> he wanted it to be the tallest thing, uh, not just, like, the tallest thing west. What is it? Tallest west of the tallest west of the Mississippi is. Yeah. And they wanted it to be, you know, uh, he wanted it to be like the tallest thing ever. I mean, his, you know, this is Bob Stupak. Yeah. I mean, he was all in with this. There was also a, a, a um, to have King Kong going up the side. They were gonna I have a ride. That, yeah. Yes, he wanted to have people get. You got into King Kong and you literally like went up the side of uh, of the strat. Of course, I got voted. The the last thing that got voted down, which was really interesting, I was just getting involved with uh, working in politics at the time. And they had a roller coaster idea that was gonna like go across the street, and and um, amazingly, all the, like the naked city people got 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 together, and they're like, no, no, it's gonna be too loud, it's gonna keep us up at night, and this kind of thing. But anyways, all right, so I digress. All right, so what? So so far in your career, what what achievements would you consider as like, you know, what are your what are your greatest achievements? Do you have any regrets? I mean, this kind of thing. You know, I try not to regret. I try to, you know, mm -hmm. make a decision thoughtfully. And, you know, leaving the wind to go to the Sahara, tough decision. You're leaving the, the premier property, the premier name, yep. and everybody's like, how, how could you go there? 
And then, you know, then I move even farther north to the Strat, which yeah. his, historically was, was yeah. not a, a popular property. Yeah. But, you know, I, I like challenges and I like opportunities and, yep. and I'm, I'm loyal. So people that give me opportunities, you know, I'm going to be with them and give them everything I have. And yeah. so the remodel of the Strat is, is one of my proudest accomplishments yep. because, A, Golden did an amazing job. They put their money where their mouth was. They yep. they, they did a great job. Mm-hmm. Blake's got a great eye. You know, the, uh, the designers and the architects did great. Mm-hmm. And, and they really gave me carte blanche to make the, the casino uh, what I wanted it, you know, yeah. as far as tables and chips and, and layouts and, and really put my own stamp on it. I mean, I, I have to tell you, if you haven't been to this Strat and this just isn't, I mean, you guys know me well enough now. Uh, you you got to go. I, I, so a couple of weekends ago, I tried to get, I tried to visit and the parking lot was full. I, I never in my life experienced, that was never a thing. You wanted to park for free on the strip, you could start at the Strat. Yeah. You park in the parking lot and walk up the street. You know, I used to literally park in Strat parking lot because there was always space. And I would do a walk. It's like, uh, from there, I think it's like four and a half miles to get uh, all the way to the other end or near, yeah. or near towards the top and then back. And uh, it was just, it was packed. I mean, you we, we've been very fortunate. We, you know, people have responded well yeah. to the remodel, yeah. to a lot of the things we've done in the casino, and we try yeah. to give them, even during the pandemic, you know, we take all the safety precautions that, yep. that we need to make sure everybody's having a fun time, but we tried to give them as authentic an experience as we could yeah. under the pandemic experience. So another interesting thing, we have we have a huge following of craps fans, uh, is uh, you guys have two crapless craps tables going all day long, and just one regular craps right. table. What happened? It, so, you know, it blew my mind. So that was one of the things when, when I knew I was taking the job, I knew mm-hmm. a few months before I started, yeah. that I'm like, there's no way I'm keeping this. This is a gimmick. There's no way it's going to do what craps does. And believe it or not, I go in and look at the numbers, and, and the drop is comparable, and the, yeah. the whole percentage is comparable, and people love it to the point where we, we did only have one yeah. in the new really modeled casino, yep. and I had so many customers. We had such a hard time closing the crapless <laughs> game and getting the craps game open because so many people wanted it that we put a second one in, and it's, it's it, to the point now where I have other casinos calling me saying, who owns the rights to this? Who are you paying for it? And yeah. Bob Stupak never patented it. It's it's eminent domain. Well, I mean, because it was a it, it was a Bob Stupak. It take. was Bob Stupak invention. Yeah, but it's it's open. Anybody can put it out. I think there's wow. a few placements in like Mississippi, but I'm hearing now there's a few places in the city that are yeah, actually putting city. it in. So back in the day when I when I dealt uh, uh, the bird game, twenty five cent yeah. crap table. Uh, sadly, I didn't I didn't have the same uh, opportunities at the win back in the day, but. Um, they were Has Alex craps. ever dealt less than a twenty-five dollar table? Yeah, I know, right? That's true. He's a lot of high limit action. No, look at him. Look at him. He's so smug, little bastard. So um, the the Little Caesars, where Paris is now, there used to be a little strip mall, and Little Caesars was famous for having like the bird game, crapless craps game. That's where you played if you want to play twenty-five cent crapless craps. Of course, you know. You look at some of the people on these low-end tables now. I mean, this was literally like the end of the road. You know, there's a cab driver central, a lot of bookies. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess it was uh, – uh, but anyway, so so Bob Stupak had a famous relationship with Little Caesars. Little Caesars took Bob Stupak's million-dollar million dollar bet in, I think, 1995. Uh, I forget the exact exact game, but it was the one – at the time, it was considered the biggest sporting bet ever made at one really? sporting event. So And he won. Uh, so he bet a million and fifty thousand, and he won a million dollars. He had to pay fifty thousand juice. He took seven points. I forget the team. It's in one of my urban legends uh, thing, but uh, he won the bet. This little rinky-dink casino, 
they 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 were known for you know setting up the lines. They used to have a phone bank that sat outside, and 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 bookies would be lining up, calling in the lines to the East Coast, ah. because this guy was like this guy was the guy. Little Caesars was considered like the place where, you know, they they made the line, and and other casinos would sort of you know share the line, or they would sort of follow that lead. But yeah, so it, it's kind of amazing that that you know. I agree that uh, it's got to be, at least for now, this is like a crowning achievement. I mean, you know, just so well done. We had a number of people that just told us, like, what the hell are you doing? You know what I mean? I had a number of people telling me that, too, when I told them where I was going. It's amazing. But but if you see it now, it all makes sense. Like, yes. it's 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 literally genius. All right. And don't, don't get me wrong. I, my first day when I'm going yeah. through the – yeah. you're walking through the old building and the carpet, and I'm like, yeah. ah, what did I get myself into? It was yeah. tough to see the vision, but, man, it, it turned out great. Yeah, no, it's coming together. I mean, if obviously COVID put you know a few hills in the road uh, now that for we're all working yeah. through for everybody. All right. So by the way, we're gonna yes, Mr. Yeah. Rob B, thank you for the ten dollar donation. Thank, thank you, you, sir. <laughs> we love Rob. Mr. B is a is a regular. All right. Yeah, we're gonna have su- we have super chats so people give money here and there. You know, right. they pay. You got to pay for the light bills, this kind of thing. All do right. I, do I get stuff. a cut out of that? Is yeah. There, uh, <laughs> I got to cut a later. Parents fee? <laughs> yeah, parents fee. Look at this guy. He's so. He, it's a comedy <laughs> show. It's turning into a comedy show. Who knew? <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. So here, here's the thing. All right. So we we know you got a whole bunch of we we you got a lot of stories. You've been in the gaming business a long time. All right, so here, what uh, what's your best customer that you've ever had or customer experience? If if you don't, you know. Yeah, so you, obviously you get a lot. Usually those yeah. revolve around tipping, but yeah. I, I've some of my best friends are guys that I met in a casino. Oh. You know, they they became regulars, yep. and and you just talk to them, and and once you move on from a job, you become friends with them. So I, yeah. I have a friend in Boston who's who's a lifelong friend that I met at the win. And, you know, since I've been gone from there, you know, when mm-hmm. I go to Boston, I go to see him. Or when he comes out here, you know, we go have uh, lunch or dinner. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have a guy from Maryland who actually just moved here to Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, mainly because of the people he met when he was out here. He's like, I have more friends in Maryland or in Vegas than I have in yeah. Maryland. So those those type of guys are, are meaningful. But, you know, the fun stories are always, you know, guys that go on crazy runs and, yeah. and tip big. And, and yeah. the most memorable one of that is yeah. we had a guy – Two hundred thousand dollar line at the win, and he's down one hundred ninety uh-huh. of it in the high limit room. Walks out with ten thousand into the the blackjack pit. Uh-huh. Bets ten and wins. Bets two at ten and wins. Bets three at ten and wins, and turns that ten thousand into a little over one point two million. Wow! Tips the dealers about two hundred thousand. Wow! And this is before the toke sharing. And he comes out and he gives me a hug, you know, because we're we're bantering back and forth. Yeah. You know, I like to give the customer what he wants, and he wanted that whole frat guy experience, hey, bust yeah. my chops a little bit and yeah. let's have some fun. Yeah. And, and he slips a, a $5,000 chip in my coat pocket and I yeah. don't know it. And he say, gives me a hug. He goes, hey, make sure you don't take this to the dry cleaner. And I'm like, yo, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? And I'm like, wow. no, no, no. And I gave it to the dealers. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, no. I can't take any part of that. Yeah, but wow. So runs ten grand, the last 10000 yeah. up to uh, – I have I have a story where I was in a hundred and I, I ran five dollars on a keto machine up, but that's different anyways. We won't bore anybody. <laughs> all right, so all right, so what's your what's your worst customer experience? What is a worst? You have got a plenty. You know, there's tons of them. Yeah. I, you know, I've got a pretty mild manner temper, and I've always it's funny. I always got some of the worst assignments because I'm a big guy, yeah. and, and I don't take things personally, so yeah. I, I get a lot of the the jerk offs that you know you have to yeah. deal with. And you know, the most memorable one I think I shared with you a little bit earlier was yeah. you know a guy who's who's really just evil mean saying saying awful things and 
he, you know, he looks at me at one point and says, you know, mm-hmm. I hope your body gets riddled with cancer and you die. And on the way to the funeral, your family yeah. crashes and burns oh, alive. Oh, God. You know, it, yeah. it, it kind of is what it is. Yeah. And then he loses all his money and he starts crying real tears. And I'm like, I just kind of giggle That's at him. Just... And he's like, I want you fired. I want yeah. you out of here. So you get a lot of those, those yeah. guys that just can't handle gambling and scream and cry. And I, I kind of find those amusing. Dude, you got to have it's It's amazing. And this... Um it's like the higher the limit the more entitlement in some cases of course we were at the rio there was this famous roulette player i I won't name it but they would put out a list in in the the dealer's lounge of like all these things you know you couldn't look at the guy couldn't wish him good luck i mean uh you know we i i one time had uh bill uh wendy's uh bill tom uh what's his name bill thomas I think that's his name. It's Thomas, but I don't know if it's Tom, Bill. Well, it's uh, Thomas. Uh, yeah, I had the, the Wendy's guy. He actually, had, I lost a little weight. And, uh, he Dave came, Thomas. Dave Thomas, that's yeah. it, Dave Thomas. I didn't even recognize it, but he had a valet with him. He's valet, you know, because he's, you know, Dave Thomas, <laughs> Dave, right? Dave Thomas. And Dave Thomas says, uh, you can't look at him, wish him good luck, or talk to him, and, and this whole thing. And he comes up, and he's standing there on the table. And um, his valet comes over and talks to me, and he's like, yeah, this is Dave Thomas. I'm like, okay, Dave Thomas. This is a real. This is back when Marnell owned it. And it's a $25 game to, to boot. So at the time, the, the going rate for, like, reserving a side of a game, you know, if you came in, like, ten grand, they'd give you, like, a side of the table. If you came in enough money, they might raise the limit to a $100 game. And then if you really came in a ton, they, you know, you could get a cap game reserved, yeah. right? Because, you know, they, we had tons of – we had Barnell celebrities up the kazoo. Action, uh, yeah. was, the action on dice was outrageous. Kerry Packard famously played there. Kerry Packard played there. We had him for one weekend. Uh, Lauren missed, missed that weekend. That was a great toke weekend. <laughs> well, that was back when uh, we had the Smith brothers, Kerry Packer, and we had uh, Larry Flint, and his brother uh. was in. I mean, it was one of those things. Well, so the Dave Thomas is uh, so he he wants um, he wants to you know get a reserve sign. I bring my pit manager over in. He's like, oh yeah, Dave Thomas, sure. You know, he literally takes it. He doesn't even ask to ask him what he wants to do. He's Dave Thomas got a ballet. He's like legit, and he he just he comes up and and switches the sign. He reserved, and you know he has this one guy there hasn't made a bed. He asks the guy to please go to the other side of the table because all Dave Thomas wants him, and Dave Thomas puts out five five hundred dollar bills on the table. And I'm like, and my pit manager comes up, whoa, 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 <laughs> what's going on here? $500, you can't, no, no, you get it. This isn't going to work for $500. And he's like, yeah, but it's Dave Thomas. Like, I don't care if it's Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you got to come in more than 500 We can't reserve this table. That guy that I just shoot away was going to come in more than 500 You know what I mean? So it didn't matter. But but I know that uh, in this business, you know, it's lots of entitlement. And guys like that, they're a dime a dozen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they, they think somehow they're they're not the same humans that the rest of us are, you know, for whatever reason. All right. So um, are you a gambler? I am not anymore. Okay. You know, I, I was when I first broke in like anybody else. But yeah. at some point, I you know, that money started meaning something to me more yep. than the rush or the fun of gambling. Yeah. And the whole I'm, I'm doing it for eight, ten hours a day. Yep. Then going to do it on my own. So yeah. I really don't partake anymore. Yeah, we're so we Alex. Alex is a gambler, uh, as you all know, those of you who uh, come out here and play. I, I, I'm around table games so much. I got to the point where I used to be very competitive table game player. And I got to the point where. You just don't want to be around table games all day. You know, you want to go home and take it, you know, just leave it. You know, so I, I do play a little keno, but that's not like, all right. So um, any anything you could share about, I know, the future of the strat or where you want to see, where do you see the strat? I mean, um, uh, you know, we've, we've got a lot of opportunities on that property. Golden Golden's an up-and-coming company. Yep. We have space around the property. We have space in the property. So 
I, I expect us to continue to grow and, and yeah. great things to continue to happen there. We're, we're, you know, we don't mind taking chances. I know on the casino side, yeah. I, I put new games in, I take yeah. shots, I do, you know, things like the, you know, putting our Instagram on the layouts and letting uh, people take pictures or yep. letting you guys live stream when no one yep. else would. That's, where, you know, that's it, right. It, I, you know, I'm, I'm okay taking chances. And, and the great part is, you know, I, I've done a good enough job there that Golden's given me some leeway to take some of those chances. You can um, hashtag your winning. And so that's the thing. They got hashtags right in the game. So if you got a big hand or you hit a, you, they, they would love for you to take a take picture, a picture share and show it, it and share you know, it. The thought process was, you know, when you go on vacation, you take a picture of your food and you share it. You take yep. a picture of your room and you share it. That's it. Take a picture of the artwork on the property and yep. share it. The most exciting thing you should be doing in Vegas is gambling and winning big. Why not take a picture and share it with your family and friends? That's it. Even you know? if. And everyone's a everyone's a content creator now. Everyone shares with their family and their friends. Exactly. So that's you know you don't have to have a YouTube channel to want to do that. All right. So so I got I got a whole other, I got some other stuff here. Uh, hey, so quick. yes. What else? John, thank you for the fifteen dollars super chat. Thank John you, sir. Twenty one casino fun nights. John, what? John S. Oh, John, thank you, sir. Ah, oh, can't wait to see you. John's gonna come out here soon. We're gonna work on that casino fun night uh, operation. Thank you, John. All right, so I, I have a few cutting, insightful things. But first, I, I'm, we're going to finish with the strat real quick. We're going to wrap this up for those of you who, uh, who want it. So you just, just so you know, the strat is a real tall. It's when you come to Vegas, the tall thing that you see. Big, tall the thing. Big, the big, tall landmark. building. The landmark. It's literally like, there it is, a big, big, uh, tall building. And on the very top of that, just so you know, there's a lot going on. So they have this, like, ridiculously fast elevator that just whisks you up uh, to the top. And um, they have one of the the top grossing restaurant in Vegas, and one of the top in the country is called Top of the World. We we've been there quite a few times, actually. In fact, every time I want to really impress someone that I'm here in Vegas, and this is what the Strip is like, or this is what Vegas is like. I mean, there's no greater view. Like it's impossible. Like physically impossible. Physically That's the impossible. View. You know, there's, no, there's no place to be. And and the food doesn't get much better either. No, the, you know, the food is is great. Yep. You know, as good as anywhere in the yep. in the city. And it's you know it's it's uh it's a little it's it's a little more expensive. You pay for the view, but but for a hundred bucks, it's not that expensive. There's a, there's places that are much more expensive. So the view is already the only other view that compares is the foundation room. Uh, has uh, has like this really cool balcony that extends out uh, foundation of Manalay Bay, right? Correct. Uh, yeah, Manalay Bay. So, but yeah, so it, but in terms of like literally like being able to see everything. Okay, so um, then you have there. They actually have rides. <laughs> they have rides on the we, top we of this bad boy. Oh my it. god! It's called so it's called the Skypod. Correct. You can jump off the strat, just so you know. Yeah. You can literally jump off the strat. You Not can jump that, off of that building. <laughs> tomorrow yeah. at midnight, yeah. we're doing a live uh, human, basically, ball drop. At oh. midnight, we did, oh a, my God. we did a contest, and somebody yeah. won it, and they get to jump at midnight yeah. in a lit-up suit, and it's the Vegas version of the ball drop going to happen tomorrow. Oh God, that's just. You want to so... come down and do it? No, no, I'm out. Come I can't on. even walk to the. So they, 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 so they have an ultra lounge that's just under, just above, just above the restaurant that they serve. You go have cocktails, and by, and by the way, fairly affordable cocktails. Best at, happy hour in town. With with the view, like literally lounge view all the way around, comfortable seating, all this other stuff. Me and me and Alex have, uh, of course, COVID hit, but we had plans to kind of be up there, kind of doing our thing, and right. and and. Uh, but yeah, they, so they have this plank. I, I've actually gotten to the point where you can see the door that goes out to where the you know you can see 
And that's as far as I get. I could look over and be like, hey, nice to see. The, the great thing to do is sit in the lounge yeah. and watch the people eating dinner as someone jumps off and they don't realize <laughs> it. And they, like, what, you know, oh what just God. happened? Somebody just yeah. jumped off the building. Uh, God. By the way, the restaurant goes around 80, every, every 80 minutes makes a rotation. Correct. And you know what's interesting? For those of you who are, live in Toronto and are familiar with the CN Tower, by the way, where, where, where's the cameras now? Where, is this one the camera? This is the camera? Okay. For those of you familiar with the CN Tower, well, because it used to be a camera over there. Anyways, uh, it's the same guy who was a designer. This is the same the same designer worked on this tower as well as, as the CN Tower in Toronto. So the same architect had, had some, some role to play. Yeah, so... Uh, Either one of the elevator tour guys, uh, tour guides had mentioned this, or, okay. or someone up there. Okay, which is very cool because quite literally that's my favorite, one of my favorite places. They have a, a Spinnaker, I believe, is the name of the restaurant that's on the top there, and I always I have very fond memories of going there when I was a kid. But anyways, okay, so you can jump off Guinness Book of World Records jump. Uh, it has the highest commercial descent. Uh, a commercial, I'm assuming, you know, because you pay. I can't imagine a non-commercial <laughs> descent that's any higher. Don't, don't do this at home. Don't, don't set up your own sky jump yeah. at home. I mean, can you imagine? Like, that's the distinction. Yeah, somebody has, like, a taller building that you're jumping off. That doesn't make any sense. And you get up to, like, 40 miles. So, basically, it's like a tether. And you jump off the top. Yeah, it's tethered. controlled descent. Yeah. It's a controlled descent all the way to the base. But what? Oh, God. I would have. To, I would need diapers. I, I, think, I think we should get you out there and do it. Uh, I, think, I think your YouTube followers would love that. Uh, we we yeah, can arrange Alex for that gonna... to be streamed. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, but, so they, they also have this other, they have a few other rides, by the way. That's not it, just in case. They have one that shoots up higher, yeah. right? It goes straight up into the air. The big shot, yeah. The big shot. And then they have... Um, Insanity. The, yeah, Insanity. Just the name of it right there. And X screen. Oh, perfect. Yeah, no, I'm out. Anyways, those. There you go. So you can go and enjoy your rides up there. Fantastic. And, and right. honestly, right now it's it's one of the only things to do in Vegas because a lot of the attractions and shows are, are, closed. are shut down. So yeah, are shut down. Yeah. You can still go up and safely under you know COVID protocols ride oh, some of the rides. How fantastic! Yeah, sure. Wait, folks, because I won't be in in front of you. All right. Uh, all right, so just just as a matter of, uh, I think if thing. we, uh, Alex, if we can get donations up to what, a hundred, two hundred dollars during this episode, <laughs> I'll make yeah. sure that he jumps off oh, the building. Gosh. Oh no, it's not happening. Just so you know, don't waste your money because it's a no. <laughs> okay, uh, so a few things that we've done because we haven't done everything, but we'll we'll talk about like um, so we went to me and Alex have been to the new PTs. We love that PTs uh, is in there. And um, we had uh, we've had the turkey burgers, and uh, we had uh, wings at, at one wings point. Everything was quesadilla fantastic. Quesadilla is one of my favorites. Oh, we haven't had the Super quesadillas food, yet. Superfood salad. Yep. Good. And so it's a, it's basically you know it's a PTs. It's like a it's yeah. a sports bar, and they, you can eat like right there at the bar if you want to, or they have a separate dining area, which is nice. The the other thing I will say that even uh, even Brian doesn't know. So the, the Strat Cafe is actually very good. <laughs> Well, I knew it was good. I just didn't know about yeah. the sandwich you asked no, they, me about. They, so they, they really, like, it's, 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 it's quite something because you just order a burger, and, it, and on the menu it's just, like, hamburger and with a regular sort of – and then it comes out, and you're like, wow, this is kind of artwork right here. It's like a crafted burger. It actually is uh, – like, they put some thought into it. It's not one of these menus. Like, you go to a lot of cafes, and they have, like, 100 items, you yeah. know, and, you know, you can't do all those items well. You know, you got, you got to look for the menu that has less – they do better with less. You know what I mean? Less things. They they focus quality. All right. Anyways, so here's here's the thing. So we got a few pointed questions because after all, you are a casino VP. That's big. You yeah, know what you I mean? Know, it's it's big. It pays the bills. It's it's big. Okay. 
So here's, uh, here's a couple things. So tourism in Vegas, Seth, what do you think? It's going to explode or it's going to contract? No, it's absolutely going to explode. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you can't replicate the experience you get in gaming and yes. in, in a casino. You right. know, when, when the riverboats started popping up, they're like, oh, Vegas is going to die. When yep. Atlantic City was going to oh, Vegas is going to die. Nope. It's just more customers, more exposure to it. And, it. and right now, especially with the tough year people are having, anybody that is able to have some fun, that has the yep. financial means to have some fun, they're, they're going to want to come here and, and just let loose when it's safe and yep. and have a good time. So I would imagine one, once we get this pandemic behind us and everybody's safe and healthy, yep. that we're going to see a, a great explosion of, yep. of, of customers wanting to experience what they get in Vegas. I mean, when, when we opened back up in June, you know, that driving traffic was ridiculous. Yeah. You know, even though some casinos, not the Strap, but some of those mid-strip casinos that really need, you know, airplanes in the yeah. air, like the Aria, they, but local places were just literally had to wait in line. There was some Indian reservations had to wait in line. You literally had to call in advance to, you know, reserve a spot for your, you know, yourself. So I, I really think that um, we're set to explode. People are going to want to literally get out of their Absolutely. house. You know, if you have any money, even if you don't have money, sadly, there are people, you know, who will come to Vegas. <clears throat> and maybe just for the experience, they're going to come for... Well, and that's it. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. like, why, you know, if right now with shows shut down or yep. or restaurant uh, restrictions and all that, why why not just go to your local casino? Why why would people come to Vegas? Right. Because it's still Vegas. It's still a better story to tell your friends. Yep. I turned $5 into 500 on yep. Kino in Vegas yep. than I did at my, my local riverboat or my local tribal casino. It, it's just yep. a better story, a better experience. And you can where else can you jump off a, a 800 and what is it, 39, 829 feet jump? You can't do that at home. All right. So uh, the other thing is, interestingly, there's a lot of North Strip. So you know, your North Strip, yep. a lot of stuff happening on the North Strip. You got Resort World coming. Yep. You have the Convention Center completely built out. You're, you're now, and um, you know, I've heard that the you know the Boring Company has sort of finished their their terminal at Convention Center. So that was a big deal, 58 million. They put out a map a couple weeks ago. Uh, which was basically what their, you know, their plan was with the county. So getting around now isn't going to be much of a thing. Uh, the cab drivers must be uh, not all that happy about this because uh, my guess is that this is going to happen one way or another, but it's going to connect. Like, literally, the strip is it, going to be easy. It, it's what the monorail should have been, right? It should oh, have been sure. connecting down the center strip, connecting yep. the airport to everything. Yep. Uh, you know, I don't know where this, this plan is going to head. I, I did see what Elon posted out and yep. the Boring Company and – to me, I think it's amazing, you know, that yeah. you can get to anywhere underground, yep. save on traffic, yep. and, and I, I think it's going to be a great thing if he can get it through. Yeah, so that, I mean, that was always the thing, is how do you move traffic up and down the strip? I remember many, many years ago, you know, Steve Wynn had talked about eventually it was just going to be either a parking lot or you'd have to just cover the strip like they did downtown yeah. and just make it a pedestrian walkway. I mean, even now, you know, pre, pre-COVID, obviously, you would get to a point where the strip was just like just ridiculous on the weekends. It's so hard to get anywhere. You yeah. know what I mean? You had to build all these like city center. They were selling all those apartments and having to build access out the back yeah. in order for people because it was just locked up. But I think um, we we recently toured um, you know a lot of the uh, convention area uh, stuff, and uh, it's it's close to you. I mean uh, it, it's getting really close because it took over that whole Riviera thing. Yeah. It sort of wraps around the front. And uh, yeah, so a lot of a lot of good. Uh, so, what do you think about resorts coming? I think it's always great. You yeah. know, more more people is always better. Yep. More 
you know, they wouldn't be our direct competition. You know, they're probably more direct competition to the win across the street. Mm. But I don't think the wind's worried about them either. The more bodies yeah. we can get, the more new attractions we can get, has, has always been good. Everything new in the city mm-hmm. has always helped everything around it, you know. The, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've always, I mean, I've always heard that. I mean, if, if you looked, if, if you looked to all the sort of the, the legacy people yeah, that, uh, even even like Derek, we, we went to saw the opening of Circa, and, and Derek had Beautiful. this whole... You know, presentation about you know it's 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 the rising tide, you know, rises all boats. You know, yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing. Like Circa isn't there to compete with other down because a lot of people are like, okay, Circa's going to dwarf downtown. They're going to be less, but post COVID, you know, maybe now this, you know, you're kind of struggling for customers in some cases. But uh, post COVID, it's another attraction. It's another reason to come to Vegas. I mean, it's uh, and and having more rooms and having more convention center space, this kind of thing, kind of builds it out. Okay, well, Resorts World is in locations other casinos aren't. You know, That's so it. we're pulling from more countries. Whether you know where That's their right. other properties are, they're more of an international company. Yeah, and it's going to maybe bring new customers to Vegas. So I think it's a great thing. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I still wish they they still had the panda exhibit. I heard they got rid of the panda <laughs> yeah. exhibit. But because uh, we have the panda right here, the panda. Al- Alex could have been down there checking out the pandas. Because if you didn't know, he's uh, he's panda, panda Alex. Okay, uh, so here's the other big question we get asked a lot: um, ETGs or table games? I think there's a place in the market for both of them, but I don't believe that ETGs are going to take table games out and they're going to disappear. Yeah. Again, you can't replicate that live experience. That's it. Uh, so ETGs for those of you is like electronic table games, like bubble craps. You know, you see the electronic roulette tables. Uh, uh, you know, the newest ones, the dealer assist ones, where there's one dealer and multiple it. terminals. Yeah. So we, you know, I I did play a role uh, analyzing data associated with some trials, and uh, you know, as much as table games, they had hoped to make okay, maybe a dealer free you know table the truth is is that people that play etgs tend to bet in small denominations you know what i mean their bankroll is a lot smaller they, they don't invest a hundred dollars to, to they might be in five dollars or twenty dollars um and you know yes it's, it's like you don't go to you go to a bar for a bartender to to serve you and you know same thing with dealers you want that well that's what it's going to revolve into it's, it's uh-huh. going to be that lower entry customer that is yeah. maybe new to gaming and, and doesn't yeah. uh isn't comfortable risking or doesn't have that big a bankroll uh-huh. and we it now becomes cost effective for us to offer a one dollar yep. blackjack game whereas with labor and benefit costs we can't offer a live one dollar blackjack table yeah so you can have like both those experiences absolutely right so you can just you know whatever you come to uh so interesting on that on that about the dealer experience. So we we get a lot of feedback from our dealers, and you implemented a change. Can we talk about this? Absolutely. All right. So it, it, they keep their own tokes, we do. Uh, which is quite a throwback. There's not a lot of jobs in town. Uh, the only one I know of here in town is Ellis, and um, they they also keep their own tokes. It's sort of on a rotation. They do these thirty, but your your dealers uh, are doing very well. They are throughout the pandemic. The toke rate is literally. I had a woman, uh, I'll tell you who, who she is later. Her husband uh, is an Air Force, uh, works on the Air Force base. You guys, hello, guys. I know you know who I'm talking about. Um, you know, she, uh, she started working for you. You were, you were I think she, she might have started with you at Sahara and then she followed you to, okay. uh, to the Strat. And, you know, at first, toke rate was a bit low. And, very, uh, very low, consistently it, for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden, she does $7,000 in a weekend. You know, now that doesn't happen all the time. It's happened more than I expected it to happen, but which is amazing. Amazing. And and she's here almost in tears talking about, I mean, it's been life-changing. 
I mean, she went from, you know, because a lot of people, so this was originally a breaking path. And now, you know, it's funny because now it, it's, it's hard to break in at the Strat. It's not a breaking mm -hmm. job. Unfortunately. And, and that's, you, you alluded to that earlier, how yep. our relationship started, you yep. know, at the Sahara. Yep. I, I was, I kept getting the same retread dealers, yep. you know, that as soon as they found a job that paid them $5 a day more, they'd leave me. And I that's was right. tired of turning over. And that's when I came to you guys and said, yep. hey. Just give me brand new dealers that I can train. That way I know I get them for a year or 18 months. That's it. And that evolved into the Strat as well. Same yep. same thing. Mm -hmm. We ex we signed that exclusive deal where, hey, yep. I'll take all my new dealers right from you. Yep. But, you know, coming out of COVID, I, I'm trying to figure out how to compete. How do I compete with masks yeah. on and plexiglass yep. and and mm -hmm. less, less customers for more places? And I said, you know, how do I get my dealers to be engaged? You know yep. what? Capitalism will work. I say you keep whatever you yep. make. And, and they'll do the rest for me. And they, yep. it, it has gone so much better than I expected. So, I mean, if, if for, uh, keeping your own tokes translates in a lot of ways. Number one is customer service is through the roof. Through the roof. Like you literally, uh, if someone has to earn their tokes, like if they have to go out and literally smile and, and do all the right things all day long, it's a game changer. I mean, if you're, I remember even working at the Rio, there was always the one person who just refused to smile because they, they, everyone else just carried Everybody that one carried person. Them. And you knew who it was. Yeah. Or, you know, you, you would, in the break room, they'd just be complaining and commiserating about, you know, and this guy's toking or, you know, this woman's toking, whatever the case is. And you knew that we could have probably made more if, yeah. if you weren't such a, you know, sourpuss, you know. We, um, so we, we were at the Strat one day, we run into one of our, one of our fans he's, who's playing blackjack there. And, of course, the dealer, that dealer didn't know who we were. Not everybody does. And, um, I mean, they were the friendliest. I mean, they were just all friendly. The, the engagement is, is, is literally, like, off the charts. Uh, I've been incredibly impressed with them and, yep. and what it's done. And there, there's obvious stories. You see dealers that, mm -hmm. you know, been there since day one. They didn't know how it was going to go. Yep. And, you know, roulette, they'd spin the ball as hard as they could so that they could uh. just kind of stand there and watch TV or watch casino games for a while. Yeah. Now it's... Let me get a spin. Let me get a spin because I know every spin I get is, yep. is another dollar that I can earn a tip on. That's it. So, I, yeah, it's uh, it's quite something. I've been, you know what? This reminds me of something that I was told about you before I actually even met you. So before I met you, you know, Alex had known you, and we had a dealer here who went to the Cosmo straight from Sahara floor. You know what I'm talking about? They, the so. Cosmo hired like seven people straight off of your floor. Yeah. And because you had you had set it up for them to rotate to high limit, yeah. uh, they got the experience they needed to pass that audition. We were in a unique position at SLS uh -huh. that we took big enough betting limits right. that our dealers got experience playing, you yep. know, dealing to bigger players and bigger checks. Yep. And we mo the entire management team came from the win, so we we tell yeah. them to deal the game the same they would at the win. So yeah. that we were losing dealers left and right. You know, I mean, if, if they if they had the yeah. SLS and, and they were a good dealer, good personality, and we gave them exposure to high limit, they were yep. getting jobs everywhere. I mean, by the way, that's a, quite the jump. I mean, back in the day, I uh, I used to have a I used to have a friend of mine, Steve, who managed the Pit of Sahara uh, many 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 years ago, back when. Um, you know they they were they were struggling. Uh, you know uh, Bill Bennett, of course, used to be associated with the Sahara. He's a legend, by the way. You can look him up. Uh, actual legend in, in Vegas. So, uh, and he was a dealer's boss. Loved dealers. Uh, there's the epic stories of him hooking up uh, dealer crews, especially crap crews, is literally legendary. He he would call up. He, he the dealers one day wouldn't be making a whole bunch of money. He would call up some friends of his, have them come down. You guys better toke on that game, and they would come uh, down, open a game. You know what I mean? I mean. Now I never got to deal. I never. This is sort of secondhand information, but I can only imagine. All right, so um, 
All right, we're going to finish this out a little bit. So do uh, you have any other insights for us? Anything else you want to add to the uh, our podcast? Anything you want to I mean, I want to get you to jump off the strat. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not, not happening. By on. the way, we're at like $35. <laughs> yeah, it's not a thing. I got, I got, oh, no, I no, got no. 40 I can add no, to. No, we don't want 40 Take your money back, sir. Put it in a keto Wait, machine. No, there's some more. I got 40, 48. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, that's not happening. I'm, I'm, See, I'm, I'm not, not a gambler. I don't walk around with a with a big gambler's wad. No, this is good. Yeah, I got I to leave my ATM cards always at home, just so you know. Uh, you know what's weird is like, uh, you know, so I, I used to have, I used to, it was an RTO in the military. Okay. And I used to have to sit in hell seat all the time where they hang you out the side, basically. Because you're, because back then a prick 77 weighed, my, my ruck was 110 pounds, uh, or about 108 pounds, I guess. But anyways, the, but, but my radio, my backup wire, my, my long short whip and stuff like this is like 65 pounds. And, and, and it would take up the whole seat. Like literally my ass was nowhere. There was nothing under my ass. And I would be tied down. And, and the reason, you had, a, you had a hook up into the top of the helicopter, right? And of course, you know, you had a high, I, I don't know, what, at some point later on in life, you know, you would think hanging off the end of a helicopter, strafing these trees, I'd, I'd, I'd be okay with some heights. But no, no, it's, it's not a thing. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Radar. All right. So as you know, there, there, someone is uh, going to be jumping off. They're going to be doing the New York Times. <laughs> New York Times at, ball at the, at the midnight, ball, yeah. uh, Human ball at midnight. But no, no fireworks. The, uh, the only place we know of in town that's doing fireworks is the plaza. We're not sure why. Because uh, I, I, we heard that the city uh, asked, in uh, the county asked people not to. They don't. They just don't want the attention. They don't yeah, want we people don't, to we come don't, here. We don't want big gatherings right now. We want to keep it. everybody safe. Yeah. So there, I know that there's like New Year's events throughout different venues uh, for smaller groups, this kind of thing. But nothing, um, nothing real big. Now the strip two, by the way, is only going to be closed from uh, here. I got it. I got a Spring Mountain to Reno, which is just south of Trop. So just past Trop, if you're coming from Spring Mountain used to always be closed from Sahara to Russell, like literally the whole breadth of all the way past the Mandalay Bay and then starting with SLS Sahara. Uh, and then any of the any of the ramps, by the way, from the 15, those those will be closed, actually. So so the ramps coming onto the strip will be closed. So uh, my recommendation is on New Year's usually, unless you, you know, make sure you have a destination and kind of figure out how to, you know, what the easiest way to Definitely get there. Definitely going to be a different New Year's this year. You know, I mean, you know what's strange is I'm I'm hoping that, uh, I can't wait to see this year go, but but the next year it makes me nervous. You know, I feel like um, people, you know, people are not going to be. This is people aren't going to get over this quickly. No, it's going to take a while. But yeah. you know, very very wise person told me through this mm. is it's mm. better to live in interesting times than not, and to be able to say yep. you you managed a business, managed a casino, whatever it might yep. be through this and came out the other side yep. is going to be one of your proudest moments that, that we overcame this incredible adversity. No, I, I agree. I mean, we, you know, we, we, went, we got through 9-11. We got through the recession. I mean, you know, Vegas always seems to, you know, come out stronger. Uh, we take some hits yep. and, uh, you know, we, we just keep going. All right. Uh, all right. So I guess uh, now we're going to open up to some questions that have been moderated a little bit. Because uh, <laughs> any of you cray crays out there, Wait, what was the worst one that you uh, that you didn't put the through there, one. Alex? <laughs> <laughs> let's start with the worst. Oh, that's a rough one. I'm sure. The best one here. Okay, we got one. Uh, here you go. You ready? Yes. Okay. Uh, on the strap for lots of reasons. Come a long way the past few years. Yeah. <laughs> how did that happen? Oh, yes. Well, yeah. 
So, yeah, obviously, you know, it, it was when I moved to town, it was if you can see the shadow of the Strat, you're in the wrong neighborhood. You were. But, you know, Golden has, has done a great job. They, they've bought in. And now the Arts District, just north of us, there's some cool breweries going yep. in, some cool restaurants, some cool stores. Yep. You know, it, it's just the natural evolution of neighborhoods. And I think it's going to be a great uh, segue to go from the Strip to the Strat to the Arts yep. District to downtown. Yep. And it, it really is just, just caring, right? You know, we... We take care of the property. We take care of the areas around us, and, and we want to see it grow. And, and it's just a great opportunity. Uh, yeah. So it's it's changed, man. And since Brian's been there, it has changed so much. If you haven't if you haven't been to this strat in a long time, you won't recognize the property. Even if you haven't been there, I would say in, in two years or a year. Best compliment I received was yep. I, I brought an executive from Aria over, who's a friend of a friend, mm -hmm. and we watched a Packer game last year, and he's like. If you blindfolded me and dropped me here, the Strat is the last place I'd guess I'd be. That's how much yep. we've changed it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's amazing. It really is amazing. I, I, I can't even – I used to go there when it was Resorts World. That's the thing. For me, I, I used to see the little display that Stupac had up in the – so they had this little sort of thing, and they had a display with, with what he was going to do with it, how he was going to build it. I mean, it's amazing to have seen the tower. Yeah. and see this all sort of unfold and then you know now now to see it, it's quite something i mean i i love playing there you have all by the way you have all the newest slot machines you got everything i mean uh, I, I was and i was there with uh, lauren who's like you know lives around slot machines and we found everything we found everything we wanted to play uh, you need more 20 car kino sorry that's the only thing 20 I car kino 20 car kino right. that's right <laughs> I, th I think i know the guy in charge of slots we'll see, yeah, we'll we'll see what we can do about that 20 car kino all right what else you got question out loud so they can hear it too oh sell me oh robert b sell me on the strat hey you know if, if you want to have a good time and you want to be in a clean fun environment i don't know where else you would go right now you know the, the yep. simple fact that the dealers are going to root for you and have a good time and give you the experience that you want if you're a table games player yep you know the fact that the floor is set up socially distanced you know that was one of the main things i did when when i took over slots during the pandemic was mm -hmm. You know, give some people some space, you know, yeah. so that you have room and you, you can hang out and, and not have to worry about, uh, you know, someone being next to you so you can be comfortable. And I, I think that's the way slot floors are going to continue into the future is, you know, we're not going to see these 2,000 machines jam-packed into 5,000 square feet. Yep. And, you know, give some people some space and give them a good experience. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we have world-class food. We have great entertainment plans coming yep. forward when that's allowed. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't know why you wouldn't come hang out there, local or tourist. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, we're gonna keep selling it, man. The food is right there, by the way. Anything, you know, you got PTs right, right there by the casino. You have, the, there's a number of bars that are sort of on the outside. Everything is very accessible. And then if you do have kids, or you know, you have the rides. Uh, the cafe is actually very good. The only, I haven't been to the steakhouse. Or you have like an upscale, a little more upscale restaurant. Is that open now, or is that? Uh, McCall Steakhouse has not been reopened. Not, yet. not yet reopened. Okay, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and it's affordable, by the way. It, free valet parking. And free valet parking. Yeah, so it's affordable. So, like, literally, if you go uh, a few blocks up, uh, not so affordable. I mean, uh, it, you know, kind of the dynamic change. So I, I think for, for our average our average gambler, it's the place to start, at least, and see where you're at. We, yeah. we offer good rules. You get three to two on blackjack. Three yeah. to two on blackjack. See, that's what I mean. I mean, come on. And, and the rooms, by the way, I've stayed at the rooms recently twice. No. And they're all remodeled, by the way. Every the whole all the rooms are renovated, completely remodeled, and uh, yeah, they they come with all the amenities you'd expect. It's uh, it's really, I mean, it's a whole different place. There you go. All right, what else we got? Ready? Yep. 
Oh. You gonna read it? I mean, okay, so <laughs> is the track gonna get an SR table and uh, you wanna consider better odds for craps like 100 times odds? You know, 100 times odds is a, is a tough thing to do because yep. only a few people take advantage of it and the volatility of it is there. So, you know, it's a great selling point. I don't, I don't know anybody. Is there anybody left in town that does 100 times? No, Cromwell used to. Used to, yeah. And uh, like you said, the, I mean, there's so few people. Who takes 100 times odds? Who, Eric, Eric, <laughs> Eric. There's a few of our, our fans that are big 100 times odds. But, I mean, the number of people that literally take even 10 times odds it's, on it's a game. It's very few. It's very few. Yeah. So, it, it, it's, you know, it's a selling point, but it would be something mm -hmm. where, really sharp people would come in or really people with big bankrolls come in and the, the volatility might be more than, than we could handle right now, but yeah. I wouldn't rule anything out in the future. SR has been discussed. We just opened our brand new high limit room, currently just Baccarat and Blackjack, but if we can get mm. that type of play, I'm, I'm not opposed to mm. you know doing what a couple other places have done. I think uh, the link maybe has a $25 SR. 25, not right SR, just single zero. They, you know, they don't deal it single European zero, yeah. style. They just deal it... Yeah. A, uh, single zero, so yeah. it definitely is possible. Yes, we teach SR. We're the only school in Las Vegas certified to teach uh, single zero roulette. By the way, that's... so that's big. I mean, by the way, so back in the back, not too long ago, well, pre-COVID, anyways, uh, the Cosmo was looking. The only deal is they wanted to see were SR. SR. You know, win too. They yeah. wanted they wanted you to have SR. That's like sort of the next level for those of you out there grinding away at roulette. Yeah. You got to have a little roulette under your belt. You got to be very comfortable pushing chips. Because the, they don't play on SR. The Europeans, they don't play on those tables. They and that's want their... the thing. We'll, we'll need air travel to be significantly more right. before that, that segment of game comes back as well. Before the SR table. Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, here's the interesting thing. You don't get rated on your odds on a crap table in most places. So can no, you imagine Nowhere that? in the city that I know of. I, mean, I know some local places, some Reno places rate odds or half the odds or something yeah, like that. Yeah, a little but, piece of it. Yeah. Can you imagine having $5 with 500 odds and only getting rated $5? That's... <laughs> Out, eat no count, no buffet for you. By the way, no buffets. That's so uh, wicked spook. Cosmo buffet shutting down. It, buffets are tough, man. Big yeah. overhead. Yep. Not not a lot of margins. Yeah. It, it it's gonna be a tough road back for buffets, even even post COVID. I would imagine. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. Cosmo, by the way, very foofy uh, buffet there. I wasn't my. I'll be honest with you. Great food, but not my favorite because I could never understand what the hell I was eating, if it, <laughs> unless it was a basket of fries. But some of the other stuff, bunch, I a bunch of crab legs. I mean, I, I can never figure it out. They have weird names, and uh, Aria too was like that. Ugh. Anyways, but uh, there is that. There's my David's two cents. Love Aria, by the way. That's a that's an interesting pro. That's always an interesting property. But all right, what else we got? Oh, can I? Oh, here's already. I got to answer. I guess I got to. I got to read the question. I, I, you guys can't see this. Okay, is there or will there be a complimentary shuttle service to take customers from Center Strip to the Strat? You know, I I would say what you mentioned earlier would be the best option is is if Boring Company is able to get that on, yeah. and you can get you know from Center Strip to the Strat in a couple of minutes. But I, yeah. at current, I don't know of any service, and I don't think we're we're planning to do anything like that. But. You know what you have. I don't know yeah. if you know that you have this, but on my phone, because I'm a player now at the Strat, I got my points up. I got I got the next tier. I think I moved up a couple tiers at the Strat, Golden Entertainment, so that's fantastic. And not for all that much play, by the way. I don't I don't know what the tier points are, but I mean, I haven't been a big player. I mean, Alex has played more money than me. You know, remember, our, our rewards club is all of Golden, so all of PTs, all of that. So yeah. we, we have more of a locals-driven uh, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. card program versus... Strip Some of the strip yeah. places, yeah. 
Uh, I have been sent rideshare, free rideshares oh, yeah. from you guys. We do have that. Yeah. Asking me to, hey, free $5 rideshare to come on over to the Strat. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so you did. So the answer is yes, you already have basically a free yeah. shuttle. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Right? Our rideshare is pretty easy. Right in and out the back door, right off the casino floor. You don't have to go someplace crazy and yeah. Uh, into a parking structure, so we we pretty easy in and out for rideshare. And that that's pretty much genius, right? Because everyone's doing that except me. Apparently, I'm the only one. I I've actually taken my first rideshare the other day. I did that. Yeah. I was at a meeting, uh, a high level meeting at the top of a. So I'm at this meeting at this. Uh, I was meeting the GM of another property, not doing as well as yours, by the way. I we won't go into that, but uh, and uh, they were stunned that I'd never been on a rideshare. They couldn't understand how the hell I couldn't have been on a rideshare. And I said, Well, I don't drink. And they were like, oh, that makes sense. You know where it gets me is, is going to the airport. I don't have to call a friend and say, hey, can you See? take me to the airport? I don't, don't fly. On a cab. Oh. I don't drink and I don't fly. I don't drink, I don't fly, <laughs> I don't jump off a building. I don't jump off a long, tall 800-foot buildings. Uh, how, wait, by the way, the Strat, I think it's like 1,000, right? It's uh, 1140, if I had to guess, 1127. Yeah, no, something like that. I should probably know the answer to that, but I do big. not. It's big. It's up there. It's, uh, all right, what else we got? I'll read this one, I promise. Okay. Jesus, you think I remember. Uh oh my God, Eric! Yeah, I don't have to read that. Just put that away. Next uh, question, please. I'll put up hundred bucks towards it or a hundred dollar charity there is donation. No way in, hell. in his name if David promises uh, to jump off the strap. Yeah, no. Hundred no, for charity. How do you say no to the children? Yeah, I'll I'll give that hundred to the children. They'll be eating at my house next week. No problem. Uh yeah. Uh, sorry, Eric. Bye. Anyway, all right, what else we got? Oh, hold on. Let me go to the next. One. I mean, just thinking about it sitting here terrifies me. I, I won't do it. I got to the, I saw the, the whole walkway, you know, because there's a, there's like a cage thing, you know, a safety yeah. thing they have to go through. And dude, I couldn't even get like close to the, the thing. They, um, I don't know if this is, you used to be able to see the floor underneath. Is that, where is that in there? You, you can actually walk out onto the floor and look straight down. No, we don't have that. There, it was proposed for a while, I think, back in the day. Really? One man, of those, I, like the the bridge out at the Grand, the Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon, man. Yeah. I thought you guys had that, but uh, yeah, there's no way in hell. All right, what else? I mean, you, you can got? go right up against the window and lean out. No, it's down. not. No, it's not a thing. Yeah, it does. I just, oof, no. Mm -mm. All right, what else? You got anything else? Casino Quest. I know. So, uh, by the way, we've sort of had this uh, talk about potentially having, yeah, Casino Quest meetup and uh, have a pit. Done and, deal. Uh, yep, and uh, we'd have uh, everybody come out and play. Oh, so the question is, can we have a Casino Quest meetup weekend at the Strat after COVID ends? 100%, no problem. We'll, yeah. we'll uh, set aside whatever tables. You get a group of your fans that want to come out. We'll, we'll make sure they have a good time. Uh, so the next question is going to be, can we have $5 tables, sir? Actually, no, hold on. Let me bring up. That was actually my next question. Oh, really? Oh, see? I'm way ahead of you. Oh, in what situation do you see $5 craps tables coming back? Good so question. we would have to remove, you know, it's, it's supply and demand. So we would have to remove the COVID restrictions. Only having six people allowed on a craps table, and we have such high demand yeah. that our craps tables are running higher than they did pre-COVID because, you know, we went from having 36 spots available to having 18 spots available. Yeah. And we craps has been a, a game that has not suffered as much as some of the other games, so... Yeah. Uh, we've been running $25 games on weekends and having people waiting to play. I would yeah. love to get $5 games back because a $5 game on a craps table, you still could be invested 30, 40, 50 bucks if you're betting Easy. You know, across or the numbers or, yep. or field or odds, whatever you're betting. Yep. So I would love to be able to offer that. 
we, you know, again, supply and demand. If it's slow enough and you see the game's 10 and it's dead, ask the supervisor. And my expectation would be that they would let you play 5 and leave the game at 10. Yeah, until, so, uh, and by the way, I can attest to the table being $25 at Busy yeah. at the Strat. Can you imagine? For those of us, I've been here 30 years. I mean, it's unbelievable what you've done with that place. But, all right, what else do we got? Uh, will you be cutting your hair? David, will you be cutting your hair like Brian? By the way, I did cut my hair like that previously. All right. Yeah. This, is a, this is a choice. That is not, a choice. Not, not out of necessity. <laughs> oh, my God. That's it. It, 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 would, it, it, it would grow if I let it. <laughs> I'm and... going to Bosley soon, buddy, okay? I'm going to be the Bosley's, like, star player. All right. Any more questions? Oh, really? All right. Well, this poor man, he's got, he's got, I'm, uh, he's got to sleep. You know, what How is much it? time you got? 6.30. I got at least uh, you know a little while before I got to go let the dog out, so I'm right. okay. Like 10, All 15 right. minutes? No problem. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. All right. Get him in, guys. Yeah. I saw Andy. All right. What is your point of view of the online casino industry? Do you believe it will grow? Uh, yeah, I think it will grow. Again, I, I don't think it's going to supplant the regular casino. Right. Again, you can't replicate that that in-person thing, but yep. there is a segment of people that, that you know maybe are more comfortable sitting in their living room or they don't yep. have the ability to travel and they still want to have a gaming experience. Mm -hmm. I think it's who's going to be able to make that experience as realistic as possible. Right. And is it, you know, I know there's some companies out there where they just have dealers standing in a warehouse dealing games and then broadcasting it live. Yep. What I think is more, would be more entertaining is the ability to play a live table at the Strat over the internet, be it through one of our yeah. apps or websites or through a third party. You know, I, I think that's a place that the I casino that. business could go. It, yep. You know, it's basically electronic backline betting. I'm, I'm walking through the casino and I want to bet on that game. I see 10 red in a row on a roulette game oh. as I'm scrolling through wow. the Strat and I'm able to bet it electronically. So I, I yeah. think anything that, that adds a revenue stream, obviously we're going to be open to yep. as long as it's regulated properly and it's safe and secure. But I, I think it'll grow, but I don't ever think, like some people, that it'll supplant live gaming. No, I, I totally agree. By the way, I, I love that idea. I mean, our, our thing is always like it's our, – our fear is that it's not regulated enough right now. Like when you, when you go online, uh, it's hard to figure out, okay, who owns which casino? Where are they located? And, and you know, we, we were playing a big six the other day that we thought was kind of looked a little bit motorized. And then there's the roulette wheel. You guys, some of you guys had the experience with Alex the other day on Discord. And look like there might have been some magnets that were just kind of balls uh -oh. just jumping around a little bit too much. Like, like I those mean, old poker websites where yeah. uh, people are looking at your cards. Yeah. 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 So like, but if if you have a regulated entity, because because the, the great thing about the casinos here, obviously, they go through a lot of scrutiny all the time. Everybody has yeah. a. If you're a key license employee, you gotta have a key license. So you gotta go through extra background checks. Everything's legit. So if you could bet on, you know, from wherever on a legit Vegas bet, I mean, that, that'd, that'd be like VR. You'd be home in your pajamas well, even, betting on that. Even, even if you're in the casino, imagine, yeah. you know, the old Kino lounges, or I'm just uh, hanging out with you in in the View Lounge at the Strat, yeah. and we're just having a chat, and I, I hear a roar over at the craps table. Uh -huh. If I could just pull up my phone yep. and be able to make a bet on that live game that's 10 feet away, wow! you know, how great would that be to just hang oh, out in the lounge in a comfortable environment? but also yeah. be getting the excitement that I can hear five, 10 feet away. I love that you mentioned you were sitting at a Kino lounge. <laughs> that was the, I can see myself sitting at the Kino lounge, hearing all the excitement on a crap table, dialing it in. That's been, by the way, what's, here's my next, here's my next question. Any, any, uh, any, any plans of a Kino lounge coming Absolutely to this trip? <laughs> no. Damn it, that's it. That's per, it. I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> per square foot, I don't know that we can make that work versus yeah. some other things. Yeah, that's kind of dead space. Is people either dying or dead or, yeah, no. Red Rock still has one, but hey, what are you going to do? All right, Ready? what else we got? 
Okay, do you get many blackjack players complaining about blackjack playing six to five? Do you have three to two payouts? Yes, um, the majority of our games are three to two payouts. We want to offer, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a fair gamble for our customers. Of course, we do have some six to five games. Yeah. Uh, and those are, you know, customers that either don't know any better or don't care. Right. And they choose to play that. Yeah. Uh, but the majority of our games are three to two. We want we want to offer, yeah. you know, guys what they want. Yeah. So we, we, we've actually, we've dealt with this a lot. And yes, uh, those people who are educated and know about gaming get pissed off when they go down the strip and it's all six to five games. And that's why, that's why we tell you to be educated. Like you come to Casino Quest and we'll tell you what the best odds are, you know, and what casinos have which. And, and by the way, the casinos love that, love that you're educated. They, they don't, they play the long game, you know, you know, it, it's, um, you know, they, they don't mind you having, uh, you know, being able to play basics, you know, blackjack strategy. Well, you it, think of the internet alone, you know, the, yeah. the education level of blackjack players is, is double, tripled, whatever. Yep. What it used to uh, be. Over, over the last yep. 20 years, just because of the internet and people learning basic strategy. Yep. And, and we're still doing just fine. You see blackjack numbers for the state come out and it, yep. it's one of the leading yep. producers in the state. So like, you know, and for dice too, you know, we teach strategies, we create opportunity, you know, uh, we, we want you to create as much opportunity. You see a hot roll, you can take advantage of it, win some money. But, and the casino doesn't mind you walking with a ton of money. They want you to win. The best advertising we can get is yep. people that win. At the I, end of the day, yep. it's simple math. I know that yep. I'm going to get a certain percentage of the money at the end of the year and it's yep. going to be enough to pay my employees and make a good uh, yep. Return on investment for our investors, but we want we want to give people a fair shot, and it, that's it. Winners win. My guys don't sweat the money. Yeah, no, that's oh my, that's so fantastic. I, I when I started this, the first five years that I was in this business, I I worked, I was not lucky. I I went from one grinder chasing. I, I was one of those aprons who. Well, I mean. The, back in the day, there wasn't a point to stay anywhere. It wasn't like that it was now with the MGM. Like if I had got an MGM job, I'd have stayed with that and moved up in the business, yeah. this kind of thing. I worked for a lot of independents and, uh, and boy, a lot of money sweating, man. The pennies under the crap table, <laughs> the changing the bowl and the stick. I've had the stick. I've had the bowl changed on a live game. The bowl. Who, what, what does the bowl have to do with the dice? So, I, you know, I, I've had that argument with, with some of my bosses in the past, whether mm -hmm. it's rotate the shufflers or do this or do that. And, and I believe in, in the math of it is, you know, right, it's, it's a natural bell curve. It's, it's, it's due to do this and it's eventually going to yep. normalize. Yep. But if I change something along that curve, right. who's to say that it's not going to keep That's going it. that way instead of normalizing uh, like it should? Uh, I mean, I, I used to have a boss that threw pennies. I did know a boss that threw pennies under the good ice came. And so, you, so, so basically, you wanted to know how pissed off he would be. You would look under how the dice game, how many there. pennies. If you saw a pile of pennies, you knew just not to say anything, dummy up and deal. He was yeah. not in a good mood. And uh, I mean that that's just uh, I, I anyway. caught the tail end of that breaking in in the late nineties and yeah. you know getting kicked in the leg or hey drop that shoe or you yep. know, whatever but yep. you can't beat the math if if the game's that's on it. the square yep. and we're getting hands out getting spins out getting rolls out yep. the, the casino's going to do just fine and there's there's, uh, there's very few bosses like that left by the way they've all they've all either died expired or moved yeah. on I mean especially at at, uh, at Brian's level I mean again it's it's all about the math. You know, there, there were still, you know, it, it's gotten all corporate. I mean, you have a degree, yeah. you, you know. And by the way, if you want to know the path, we did this episode with Scott about sort of the path to, in gaming, to go from, um, you know, he opened MGM Macau. He's had some pretty fantastic job. Now he's UNLV professor. And we, we talked about, you know, what, what the path and, and how to get there and, you know, what's the opportunities. And, of course, having a degree. So it used to be in, this, in, in the gaming business, you just sort of worked your way up yeah. from, you know, a bingo caller to like there's literally a story at station a guy worked the bingo hall you know they, now it's no longer director of table games and, and on and on and on
But but nowadays you, you really have to have a college uh, college degree. You know it, it is. You have to have an understanding of mm-hmm. and it. What the degree is in, does it have to be hotel management or, or hospitality? Mm-hmm. It, it probably helps. Yep. But understanding math and analytics and probabilities and, right. and things of that nature really help right. when, you, when you can make informed decisions on what games to put on the floor, what not to put on the floor, yeah. you know, what's profitable and what's not profitable. But also having, you know, I've worked for bosses that only had that. You know, they, yeah. they, they came out of college with a degree, maybe worked a, a MAT program mm-hmm. and worked a couple months in each department, and then mm-hmm. it's all right here, run gaming. I think... Having a little bit of experience as a dealer and a floor and a pit yep. manager re- really helps yep. understand the business so that, I, that yep. I have a little bit of both sides of it. No, that's right. This is one of those careers, by the way. They really want you to have that sort of deep knowledge. It's, it's hard to go from, let's say, being counter to like the front office, yeah. uh, so, so to speak, right? Because uh, you, you, you know what to look for. You know how that experience has translated over the years from being a dealer, from being a floor side. You've dealt with all these issues, especially at you know, places like the Wynn. I mean, you know, Landmark Casinos. All right, what else we got? Okay, we got three more questions, I think. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, yes. This is a great question, by the way. I was literally like going, okay, so Brian, what led to the decision of allowing chip buy-ins with debit cards? How has it affected the play? So the company that does that ACS yeah. play on mm-hmm. you know kind of came to us and pitched us and they had a couple of casinos in California and they and I think they were down at the the D yeah. and and maybe one of the station's properties and they came to us and said hey would you like to be the first one on the strip to do this and I, listen I'm all about convenience I don't want to wait in lines yeah. I don't want to you know go through long drawn out processes mm-hmm. to sign paperwork or right. do any of that so Anything that makes my life easier, you know, Apple yeah. Pay or Venmo or, yep. or whatever it is, yeah. is great for me personally. So yeah. I assume other people, I assume I'm the ultimate consumer. Yep. So I assumed other people would like that. Yeah. And the ability to say, hey, I'm sitting at the table. Oh man, the ATM's way over there and there's three people in line. And then I got to get a receipt and then I got to go to the cage and then I got to come back with the cash and I got to buy in mm-hmm. versus, hey, I'm responsible. I know how much I want to lose. This is fair. Mm-hmm. It's oh. easy to use secure it's a no-brainer for me and that's one of the benefits that i think uh this pandemic is going to have is the ability to go cashless and get us to a point where you know chips are never going to go away but maybe there's other options where i just put my phone up there and i have an account with golden gaming and i'm able to bet right on my phone at a blackjack table and the cards are live and the dealers live but I'm, i'm betting on my phone so anything that makes the experience easier faster more convenient and gives the guests what they want which is ultimately what's going yep. to tell us if something works or not and that the buying chips with your debit card has been a very successful program for us we we see uh, it bet. growing uh every month as to the amount of people that use it as they learn about it i mean because at that point if, if you're going to buy in you're going to buy in correct i mean you're going to get up from your seat you're going to go wait in line and then of course you know now you got to hope you got maybe you got to your seat maybe you're at a lucky maybe seat you missed the cocktail waitress for yep. the drink you just ordered yep. yeah you know yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, if I'm buying in, I maybe lost the last hand, but maybe I want to keep playing that shoe. I feel lucky in that shoe. Or, yep. you know, the next shooter is me, yeah. you know, and I don't want to miss my turn. Hey, I got to buy in by the time I come back. Now yeah. I got to wait eight more people to get my turn to shoot. So yeah. anything that's convenient and, and makes the experience better for the guest. I'm when when I play slots, my whole thing is I don't want to leave. If I'm on a machine and I'm, I'm chasing that machine, I mean, of course, you know. Uh, I want to get back. I don't, you know, sometimes I gotta have someone come over and watch my yeah. machine for me while I go to the ATM. It's this whole process. We, we have a solution coming for that pretty quickly. Oh, really? Oh, that's fantastic. All right, what else you got? We got three more questions. Three more questions. All right. 
All right, question. Uh, being from over the pond, can I get comps if I only go to Vegas once a year? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we do trip by trip, you know, so if you come into the casino, I tell everybody, get rated, ask the floor supervisor before you leave, hey, what did you have my action at? You know, floor supervisors are humans. They make mistakes. Yep. They're watching anywhere yeah. from two to six tables. Yep. It, it's a fair question to ask. Hey, yep. well, what did you have me at? And it's fair to say, hey, you know, maybe you missed this bet. Maybe my average bet should be higher. And then right. always check in with VIP services or the casino host because yep. there's always something you can get. No matter how big or small you play, there's That's always it. a little something we can do. Yep. Even if the smallest player in the building might yep. have a coffee available or the biggest yep. player in the building, you know, yep. might have a, a, their whole next trip. Yeah. Outside. So absolutely. Yeah. We, you always ask, like, just because you don't play, you know, what you think is a lot of money, you know, casinos love having loyal patrons. Absolutely. I mean, uh, yep. So, Even beforehand, you yep. know, if you're coming from across the pond and depending on what your bankroll is and what you're playing, call and ask to speak to a casino host and say, Hey, I'm coming over from across the pond. I'm, I'm bringing $500. What, what would you be able to do for me? Or I'm bringing $5,000. What would you be able to do for me? And the casino host is going to be able to tell you up front. They have guidelines and say, hey, if you come in, we'll, you know, we'll put you in at a regular rate. If you show me some play, maybe we'll give you a casino rate. If you show me more play, we'll comp you. Yeah. So it never hurts to ask. Always ask. Always ask. I, I, one of the things that I, I educate people on is asking uh, before you leave your table, uh, and ask how you've been rated. Yep. And, and you want to ask then, by the way. You don't want to wait till like, you know, 10 months later and you're like, well, I think I played more money. Just, just, just make it a habit. Before you leave, it, it's hey. always easier than having to review it later. And, yep. and we'd ever, we, yep. we'd, we'd rather have it be. It's an inexact science to begin with. It's, yep. it's trying to calculate yep. how many bets you made at what and giving you yeah. an average. So if, yep. if I got you down at a twenty-five dollar average, you say, "Yeah, no, I think forty yep. is more fair." It yeah. probably is more fair. Maybe they can work with you. Yeah, exactly. All right, what do we got? Uh, wow. I want to say, uh, Mr. Wow, Rob thank Barnes, you. thank you for the $50 Super Chat. Thanks, Jay King Golfer, thank you for the $50 Super Chat. Oh. Eric Skinner, thank you for the $50 Super oh, Chat. Oh, my God. I think someone's jumping <laughs> off of the strats. That's not happening. But you guys better bring some weapons with you, buddy, okay? It's going to be a wrestling match. Two more questions. Two more questions. Yes. All right. All right, we're here. Okay, how are the players being rated at the strat for table games? How are players being rated? It, it's pretty standard across the industry. Mm -hmm. You know, we obviously rate your buy-in, but that doesn't affect the amount of points you get. It's just a rating transaction. Mm -hmm. But average bet times the house advantage on the game you're playing times yep. the game speed gives us a, a theoretical number, which calculates yep. to how many points you get. It, it's pretty much industry standard, but we're, we're definitely very fair with our points, we do different drawings, kiosk games, multipliers. Uh, yeah. we're, we're very aggressive and, like I said, more more of a locally driven players club property. So, uh, Okay, so I'll give you an example. I have played about $1,000 in cash over the course of a couple months. And uh, I've had uh, about $60 worth of uh, dining. We ate, we ate for free the other day, in fact. I've had two, uh, uh, one of them expire, but I had two uh, match plays of which one of them, uh, I managed to play for a whole hour on nothing but match That's plays. Right. That was pretty fantastic. I didn't have to buy in. Alex lost a ton of money. Not me. Uh, so it's uh, it's easily, and by the way, so Golden Entertainment does have two other local properties in town, right? Yeah, Arizona uh, Charlie's. Arizona, so and, Cater and, and Boulder. And these are absolutely catered to, you know, local players, yeah. obviously. We have and, two of them down in Laughlin. And Colorado local Bell players and demand. Aquarius and Edgewater. And uh, 
Also, by the way, if those Kino players out there, you guys pay eight thirty on the five spot. That's huge, by the way. Uh, you get only get seven fifty right. at strip properties. Just so oh, you know. Oh man, I gotta look into this. <laughs> you may be well, giving I'm, too much away. I might be able to squeak out an extra percentage point yeah. here and go down to eight ten. I was impressed because uh, most strip properties at seven fifty on a five spot. So uh, no, you, we're, you, we're very competitive. Yeah, you guys are very competitive. That's true. All right, what else do we got? Last Happy question. New Year's, by the way, man. Yeah. Before I forget, oh yeah, last question. All right, go ahead, heads up. Last question. Very last question. Oh my God, is Slippery Timmy going to be a dealer at the stretch? Do you even know Slippery Timmy? Have I do you met? Not. So Slippery Timmy uh, just is. Uh, uh, he does a ten minute challenge, and 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 quite spectacular. So he he originally was a student here, and uh, he's learned all the games, and he it's it, it's it's uncanny how how evil he is when it comes to blackjack. So. Everyone who, who has played the 10 minute challenge, they know this. They, he just takes everybody's money. I mean, it's, it's absolutely just. So, so you remember that whole bell curve and how everything yeah, returns to a mean? Yeah. I would imagine I'd give him a job and he'd never win another yeah, game. Yeah, he would just be a life. dump truck. Cause so the the funny is that we're always telling him casino managers are watching this video and they're gonna call in. You know how like you know you look yeah. for a sports uh, you know pitcher or something like this that they're gonna one of these days they're gonna recruit Timmy. Does he need a job? I mean, he he'll need a job soon because I'll fire him eventually. <laughs> no, just kidding. Tell you what, he, 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 he's our media. He's we our love Timmy. Oh, love Timmy too. can have a job tomorrow if you jump off the building. Oh, well, Timmy, you're gonna be out of work for a minute, buddy. <laughs> Get in the unemployment line, sir. Uh, yeah, Timmy, by the way, Timmy really, he is our, our media guy. Uh, I know he, Timmy, yeah. Yeah, you know, so he is a fantastic man. I mean, uh, I, the, he, uh, we always say that everything seems to come in the front door of the school, all the things we've ever needed. You know, it, it's like all the relationships we have, it's, it's this fantastic sort of circle, you know, of, of really wonderful people, this great network so that we've evolved, and uh, it just goes on and on. Uh, it, it's, it's quite something. Um, but anyways, all right, so, uh, yeah, Timmy, poor Timmy. He's going to be out of place this minute. <laughs> we love you, Timmy. He's out there. He's working on his channel right now. He's a perfume guy, just so you know. He's got a big following. He does uh, Imagine Scent. There you go, plug for Imagine Scent. All right. Uh, yeah, we want to uh, thank Brian. We want, we want to wish everybody a happy new year. Absolutely happy new year, everyone. A, a safe new year. Uh, thank God we get to put 2020 in the uh, rearview mirror. So I know a lot of you will be excited uh, about that. Um, uh, just don't be jumping off the strap for any time soon, <laughs> by the way. Uh, anyways, it's, uh, yeah, so we, we love all of you. Thank you very much uh, for, for the journey. Thank you very much for, for your questions, tuning in. And uh, we're going to be, you know, we're doing this every every week, every Wednesday. And uh, Alex, you want to jump in there and say Happy New Year? Because this is our, this is our kind of a last live. Oh, yeah, that's true. We got Dennis here. We got Sticky on the controls. Dennis is new to our team. He's uh, our front office admin. Come and say hello, sir. You yep. got to get in the middle. Cause, so we're six feet, believe it or not. And uh, Alex, of course, is going to be now at three and a half feet. <laughs> back up, sir. Yeah, six feet that up. way. <laughs> don't, don't worry, because if David won't jump off, I'll jump off the strat. Yeah, so no, oh, there you go. That should have been the real challenge, is yep. getting Alex off the strat. Uh, all right, so, yeah, there you go. Happy New Year, guys. Uh, thank yeah. you so much for being with us. Thank you, Brian, so much. Uh, th thanks for having me and to all your followers. You know, come on down, ask for me. You'll see me on the floor. Say hi to me. Yep. Yeah, good. He's the tallest guy on the floor, by the way. <laughs> All right, there you go. See you guys.